Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Se Regalan Dudas. It's weird, we're doing this one in English, and we will tell you why in a few seconds. We are recording this episode in memory of Hugo Gonzalez, alias El Chico. It was important for us to talk about this in English because the guests we have today all speak English and the content that we are reviewing and in a way talking about today was also in English. Yeah. But that doesn't mean we're not doing subtitles and we're not trying to also bring all our community to this conversation, which we feel is extremely very important. important. As you know, this project, we grew up with zero information or tools, anything that had to do with mental health or with anything surrounding it. I think that is why when we watched this movie and prepared for this interview specifically, we felt it was so important to talk about this farther. Because if we had seen this when we were teenagers, maybe we wouldn't have felt this alone and this isolated like we had for a while. And I feel like we have to celebrate the fact that we were just bringing light yeah. and talking about mental health the way we're doing today. Yeah, I got goosebumps when you talk about it. I think you and I both had a case of suicide when we were very young. We were very close to the people that that lived this. And I think what I noticed to recent day is that now we are talking about it. At that time, everyone was whispering. Everything was quiet. And I think it's a topic that not only needs a lot of light, but it also needs a lot of information. Mm. Most people that someone close to them have committed suicide don't even know how to talk about it. Don't They don't even know if they're allowed to. So I think it's important to not only watch content like this, but to be brave enough to have these conversations with our families, with our friends. And I don't know, we had another episode of suicide in the podcast earlier this year. And it was the first time that I understood the complexity and yet the pain that not only the person feels, but also everyone surrounding it. And it was It brought so much light to my own judgment of it and also my lack of judgment. And I don't know. I think it's very important that we talk about this because numbers are on the rise. We just went through a very hard two last years that have been very isolating and that have been very challenging to mental health. And I think one of the main things that we learned throughout this years with the podcast, but also with this movie, is that we sometimes think that depression or anxiety or whichever mental health issue looks in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that is why we have to start talking about this because yeah. things don't always look the way we think they might look. 
And what is so important now with this movie that we're going to talk about, which is called Dear Evan Hansen, it used to be a play that has been very successful on Broadway. Now they Amazing brought it. Amazing soundtrack. Yeah. Now they brought it to the big screen. But it's ex exactly that. There's so many things that until you actually get to see the story of each person, you understand the complexity yeah. and how we're all connected in different ways, yet we don't know it. How things, you might think if someone is depressed, they might need to be in bed, uh, isolated all day. And you actually realize it can so be true. the perfect A student that is always with a smile in their face, yet they're going through a battle none of us know about. So I don't know. We're, we're going to tell you more about it. We have beautiful interviews today. Joining us today in this episode are Ben Platt, Julianne Moore, Amy Adams, and Amanda Stenberg. Can I just fan girl for a second? Oh, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> I don't know. I'm so excited to interview them and also to talk about a topic that... I know it was so challenging for them to talk about in the movie, but it is also a challenging topic for us to talk about. So for I'm sure. Excited. But imagine when we were told those names are coming to Se Regalando, that we were like <laughs> about to collapse. We watched the movie and we were yeah. crying the entire mm -hmm. time. It was so emotional. First, because we love music yeah. and it's a combo of like a musical, but also the depth of each character and how we connected with them. And also it was so painful to revisit teenager years i think i love growing up so much and i constantly say it on the podcast because it's given me the tools and the information to know what i'm feeling and watching that movie that happens during this teenage and watching them not have enough tools to even express an emotion is so painful like we We focus so much on the rebellion that happens, on the drugs and on the sex. But on the other side, we forget that when you're going through that... It's so confusing. It's so confusing. It's so confusing. You get so much feelings all bottled up. So I don't know. It was also like very interesting to see high school now through different eyes. For sure. So let's go to the first interview. It's Ben Platt. He's been playing this character on Broadway for a few years. He won a Tony Award and now he's great on the movie. So let's see what he has to say. So your character, Evan, goes from feeling that he doesn't belong anywhere to lying just to be seen. And we feel like all of us can sort of relate to that, you know, sacrificing parts of ourselves to belong or just to find out that who you are at the end is good enough. How did you relate to this character that I know is close to you from way back? <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, I feel that I relate to him in many ways. You know, we both struggle with anxiety. We both live very much in our heads. You know, I think I have sometimes a lot of trouble being present because I'm worried about, you know, something that's happened or, or already has gone by or something that's going to happen. And I, I sometimes can't uh, take in moments as they happen because of where I'm, I, I, I am, I'm lost. And I think that Evan is very similar. Evan gets very trapped in his own head. And I think for me, you know, I feel very lucky and very grateful that I got to grow up in a place where I had a lot of other people like me. I had other theater nerds and mm. art people and, you know, performers and friends who understood me and who, who, could, who could communicate with me on my level. And I, you know, that's the heartbreaking thing about Evan is that he has such a hard time finding those people and finding, right. finding you know, anyone who can be on the same wavelength as him. And, uh, and that's why I think he goes through with this lie because it's finally a taste of that uh, and he can't, can't resist that. Of belonging. Um, one of the things we love so much about the story is how much healing occurs um, without us knowing, right? Like a word, something someone says, and all of a sudden someone can't start healing because of that. Why was it important to tell this story? And how do you think people can relate with their healing? You know, I think 
it's important to have a hero like Evan who is very deeply flawed, who is doing things that are, you know, morally ambiguous, that aren't perfect, that are, you know, huge mistakes, but we understand where it comes from, we feel the humanity of where it comes from, and I think that knowing that something like that can be forgiven, can be redeemed, that there's work and evolution that you can do to move forward, that you're never stuck or finished or it's never hopeless. There's always a way to grow and a way to learn not only to get forgiveness from others, but more importantly, to learn how to forgive yourself. And so for me, the most powerful thing about the film, especially in, in contrast to the musical, is how much more of that we get to see towards the end where Evan really gets to grow and move forward and try mm -hmm. to come out of the hole of the lie into something much brighter and much better. And how not only him, but the other characters just by existing impact each other in such meaningful ways. Sometimes we think we're not doing anything with who we are. And to me, it was so amazing, even with Connor's existence, like everyone is connected in one way or the other. Exactly. I think, yeah, there's there's so many ways in which we don't even realize we are, you know, calling out for connection or, you know, asking for it. But Everybody wants that and everybody wants to be seen like that. And I think this movie is a great reminder of all the things we have in common. I think, you know, it, I think it, it um, acknowledges that we're all different and everybody has their own mind and their own problems. But we can connect over the fact that we all have some kind, you know, we all have some struggle. Nobody is free from that, no matter how nice they look on social media or how happy they look in person or how they present themselves. There's always something deeper happening for, for each person. After talking to Ben, I think there's like one word that stuck to me that is belonging. And I think it's been a very important word for a project that you and I have found so much belonging in the project, but also our community has. But it made me think, especially at that age, but honestly, through my whole life, like the things we've done to belong and the things we've hidden and all the pain that comes with suppressing parts of you to just be part of a group of friends, to be part of school, to be part of your family. I think everyone can relate in a way of, as we were growing up, we were told that we had to be certain things in order to be accepted, in order to yeah. be celebrated. And so to fit into those categories. stereotypes or categories that no one was born in that way, we had to sacrifice and pretend. And it was almost as if we were playing a character in our own lives. And I think what's, what has freed us recently and what Dear Evan Hansen is trying to portray is it, it just takes such a big toll on you to be hiding and pretending and trying to be someone you're not all the time. And it, is, it isn't until you own who you actually are that not only you can be true to yourself, but you can actually find your real people, your real passion, your real place. It might look very different from what you were told, but that is the only way. What has been like one of the things that you've most done for belonging? Oh, <laughs> everything and anything. I think I was, I can relate a lot to the next interview, like the next character in Dear Evan Hansen. She... And I were always trying to be like the perfect student. Mm. And I think since I was a young little girl, I realized all the things I needed to do. I had like a an internal checklist in my mind of all the things I needed to do in order to be applauded, celebrated. Mm. And that included and, great grades. And that included everything. Like mm. that included so many things. So I was like 
this is right, this is wrong, and I'm going to do all the things that are right because I want to be that person mm. that everyone looks up to and ev like my parents feel proud of. And Was it painful or was it more of like, this is just what I have to do? Like, were you conscious of the pain that you well, caused yourself? There's a lot of judgment, mm. right? There's a lot of inner judgment, and I think I was so hard on myself, and I had so many stress that I didn't have need to, to have put on myself on my teenage years. Mm. Now that I look back, it's... Okay, now I'm an adult. There's certain things I need to do. But back in the day, did I need to be that hard on myself? I didn't. And I didn't know any better because mm -hmm. I thought I had to fit into that category. I love that. Yeah. And I also love the fact that Ben is telling us, you know, this character and why we, I think I related to it is because the character is deeply flawed mm -hmm. like we all are. Yeah. He doesn't always make the best decisions. He doesn't really know what to do. And I think that's where we are. We're all in this journey. It is so so wrong to think that someone has it all figured out because yeah. it's a lie that is not and true. it's so contrasting to like what we see currently in social media why we we all try to hide so much parts of ourselves like or only show what we consider yeah. to be like the best and, but version. it also comes from like old content that we used to watch it was like mm -hmm. the perfect superhero the perfect woman the perfect wife and like it is very refreshing to start seeing content productions like this that can have a deeply flooded character and mm -hmm. still we can all admire we can we all want to be like it we all can resonate with him and there was just one last thing that he mentioned that is so beautiful that is forgiving yourself which i think it's so hard to do and i've had to practice a lot of that this year of like understanding that so many things that i've done no one is paying attention to it but me and that the forgiveness has to come from me more than anyone else in front of it yeah. and that I'm the only one keeping a record I'm the only one I'm repeating the story over and over in my head and also to have a lot of compassion yeah. right we didn't know any better that's why we, we didn't, didn't do, now yeah. that we know we can for sure make different decisions but we didn't back then and so I was telling you I can I wasn't a very anxious teenager so I couldn't really relate to the character of Dear Evan Hansen, although I learned so much from it. But I can't really relate to the to character the of Amanda Stenberg. So let's go to her interview and you're going to see why. So your character defines the stereotype of what we've been told mental health issues or depression and anxiety might look like. To the outside world, your character is like all smiles and diplomas. But what does it mean when you really have a struggle and you don't find the space to voice it out yeah sure well a lot of alana's dealings with mental health are very inspired by my life <laughs> same girl same <laughs> which was really awesome because you know steven levinson our screenwriter and steve chbosky our our director and bench pasik and justin paul our songwriters We're like so open and collaborative and we're like, okay, so we have an opportunity to expand on this character. So what do you want to do? And I feel like there are a lot of kids out there and a lot of people out there who are really high achieving or overachieving, who keep themselves really busy, but whose sense of, of value, of, of self-worth is struggling because it's coming from an external source as opposed to from internally. So Alana is really kind of overcompensating for the ways in which she doesn't feel like enough by mm. overachieving. And 
also keeping herself so busy that she's never still enough to sit with what it feels like to just be in herself. And I feel like that's a, a really universal experience, especially at that age, feeling like you're never enough, no matter how much you do, feeling like you need to prove yourself. And that's something that I've definitely struggled with for a long time. I was like such an overachieving teacher's pet teenager in high school. But I also had a hard time connecting with other people or reaching out and making friends or or just like feeling like I was enough. And and that insecurity is like so normal. And I think mm-hmm. something that you kind of maybe hopefully start to grow out of as you get older. But yeah, we did want to like center, you know, how mental illness and depression can show up in different ways and in different people's lives. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Este mes, Leti y yo nos tomamos unas merecidas vacaciones. En lo personal, necesitaba un tiempo de desconexión para estar solo conmigo y con las personas que quiero. Uno de los planes que hicimos fue ir a uno de mis lugares favoritos, el mar. Por eso, decidí comprarme un traje de baño lindo, protector solar y algunas otras cosas que quería llevarme a la playa. Después de comprar lo que necesitaba, usé una app que se convirtió en mi más grande aliada porque me regresó dinero en efectivo y me recompensó por muchos de los gastos que hice. La app se llama Hypora y es muy sencilla, rápida y segura de usar. Hypora me ha regresado dinero por comprar en tiendas como Lowell's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy y mucho más. Tú también puedes empezar a usarla y recibir dinero por comprar desde comestibles hasta artículos del hogar y de belleza. Lo único que tienes que hacer es agregar tus ofertas en la aplicación, subir tu recibo y listo. Obtendrás dinero real que podrás depositar a tu cuenta bancaria, Paypal o tarjetas de regalo. Si tú también quieres aprovechar estos beneficios, en este momento, para ti que eres parte de nuestra comunidad, Haibora ofrece 5 dólares por solo probar Haibora usando el código DUDAS cuando te registras. Simplemente ve a la Apple Store o a Google Play Store y descarga la aplicación Haibora, completamente gratis para comenzar a ganar dinero en efectivo y usa el código DUDAS. Eso es I-B-O-T-T-A en App Store o en Google Play con el código DUDAS. For sure. I, thank you. Also, I think your character does amazing at open up 
the space to tell the story, right? To tell Evan's story. She comes forward and asks, why is it so important to also only not only tell your story, but to give the space for other people to tell their own stories? Yeah, I mean, it's super important. I feel like the moments in which people are struggling underneath the weight of depression and anxiety and it becomes unbearable or are are the moments in which they feel like they can't express it to anybody else or they feel like they're the only one who's going through it. And that's also one of the trappings of, you know, depression and anxiety is it like literally tells you like no one else understands what you're experiencing. No one ever will. And you're alone. <laughs> and it's kind of this like self-perpetuating cycle where because you're hearing that, you continue to isolate yourself further. And sometimes it just takes like reaching out to someone or having someone else reach out to you for that cycle to break and and to know that that is a normal thing to feel, especially right now, and that it's okay. You, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to always maintain, you know, that the image that you present to other people. It's okay to be vulnerable and and to be where you're at, and that's a normal part of being a person, and, and you have value and worth wherever you're at, regardless of if you're doing fantastically or you're hitting, you know, rock bottom. This is exactly why I meant I can relate. I was so tired trying always to be perfect. And the thing is, it's never enough. It is never enough. It doesn't matter how hard you push yourself, how you try to be the overachiever, the best of the best. Just being so busy, so stressed all the time. And it, it it's just so rough on mental health. And it's so isolating at the first time because you are competing with yourself, but with everyone else. There's no winning. There's you know? no winning. There's no, like, and you're not enjoying the journey because you're so focused on what's coming ahead, whatever it is you envisioned, that you just cannot enjoy what life actually is, the now, the here. Where did you find that relief to stop, like, trying to be such an overachiever? I think it was the first time I read Brené Brown. Mm. Remember the book? I thought it was only me, but it wasn't. Literally, that's what I felt. I thought it was only me, but it wasn't. Mm. Like, this trap that I was in inside my head was explained in the book. And for the first time, I said, okay, it's not only me. It's not okay has brought me nowhere mm. and it is never enough. When is this going to stop? Mm. Unless I actually start being grateful for what I do have now. Why am I crying? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Unless I open up my story mm -hmm. the way people open up their stories. That's, I think, when I actually... And this is what she says, right? Like, reach out mm -hmm. to break the cycle. Yeah. I should have reached out earlier and say, I am living inside a nightmare inside my head and my own expectations yeah. And maybe I could find some relief there. And yeah. also reach out to people that don't have the ability at that moment to reach out to you. Yeah, I also think like what it's so important about what she says is reaching out to people. But we are never thought like we're never taught to ask for help. Right. At least mm -hmm. our generation. I think the new generation's a little bit more inclined. They've received so many messages throughout their childhood, but we didn't. And. The idea of reaching out takes so much out of you when you're in a fragile state of mind. Mm -hmm. So like when people are like, oh, he didn't reach out. And I wrote a post the other day when it was mental health day. And I said, what mental health illness also tells you is like, you're not allowed to reach out. So it's it becomes such a life or death thing to ask for help. But you 
at the same time, your brain's telling you, no, you should not ask for help. You don't deserve it. So you're wrong. You're yeah, and also like flawed. You're, yeah, you're flawed. You don't deserve to be helped. You don't deserve a better life. You're a burden. You're a burden. No one's gonna be able to help mm. you. Like, how are they gonna love you after you mouth what you're what's inside of you? And I also think what is important is. And that is a responsibility that I feel like falls within everyone and we can all make a change is when someone reaches out, most of the time they just want someone to listen. And we just, we need to create that space to just be mm -hmm. the person that doesn't. For sure. And it can only happen with information, but you need to be the person that when someone comes and talks, oh, I have anxiety, oh, I have depression, oh, I'm having suicidal thoughts. You need to be able to sit within there and to know that, the conversation can be so healing mm -hmm. much more than the silence. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I just think with her in when you talk about Brene Brown is like the importance also of what we say, of what we read, of who we surround ourselves with all the time. For sure. And also a very important part of this movie of our lives and of mental health has to do with family. Yeah. And we see two very different types of family and different relations here, especially with two women that have inspired us in so many ways, so many ways. that are Amy Adams and Julianne Moore. And it's so interesting to listen also to their take on maternity and of educating children. Yeah, and it's mm -hmm. crazy to me because when I watched the movie, all I can think about was if I ever become a mother, how can I be attentive of the signs? How am I going to do it to be the mother that their kids aren't afraid to talk about. It's mm -hmm. such a big challenge. Also, like the weight that falls in motherhood, especially and mental illness, because at the same time, you're a mom, but you can also be experiencing depression, and anxiety while your children's also. I don't know. It's like how they do it. It's complex. Yeah, I agree. Let, let's see. Let's see what Julianne and Amy have to say. Our I, friends. Julianne if you're not watching this in video, I invite you to go to YouTube and watch our faces when we speak to yes, them. Yes, we cannot <laughs> stop smiling for one Seriously. second. Hi, beautiful women. I well, know. Hi, beautiful women. Hi. <laughs> so both of your characters in different ways at a certain point tried to portray like the perfect parent for their kids. But it is actually when they open up that they can really seem to connect with their kids. Why is it important for you as mothers also to be real with children? That's a delicate balance as a mother because I want my daughter to know that like I'm strong enough to catch her, but I also want her to feel seen and for her to know that what she's feeling is, is okay and that, you know, that I'm human too. So I can understand her, you know, I can, I can be there for her. So that's, That's a delicate balance is, is to be open and also, for me anyway, I, I, I always want to portray strength to my daughter so that she knows that I'm there for her. Yeah, I, I, I think Emmy's right. I mean, I think that's, that's, the, that's the trick of being a parent is that there's, there's a lot of it that, that is about being there for them, about being present for them and being available and making sure that they feel safe and that they feel seen. And there are some, there are some truths that you kind of, that, that, that children have to be ready for at certain times, you know, too. And I, I actually think what's interesting about like Heidi's song is that she's telling him a truth 
when he's ready to hear it. You know, maybe mm-hmm. that's that story. That's that story is not a story that she would have told to him when he was younger because mm-hmm. it's like she he couldn't handle it. But now he was at a point where she's saying, like, I'm fallible. This is what I did. This is how I felt. But, you know, but now you're old enough that you can handle it. So that's yeah. the I think that's the balance. It's like, when are you able to reveal yeah. things to your kids when they're when they're ready for them? You know, you hope. <laughs> <laughs> What did you guys learn as mothers about the characters you play and the way of that they do their parenting? Wow, that's hard because my I I am portraying someone who's experienced such great loss, most unimaginable loss. For me, it's it, it's empathy is so important when you're engaged in engaging and when you're approaching a role like this is to to just be open. And to be um, empathetic, and I, I think maybe maybe that's maybe that's the parenting thing I can learn is 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 uh, being open, being empathetic to others, being available. Yeah, I think that's that's beautiful. I mean, I think that's um, I think that it's the Amy and I talked about this earlier too about how hard how much these how much these mothers want you know what they want for their children what they want to be able to do their intention you know so i think that's always an important thing to remember when you watch anybody you know you you have to you look for intention you look to see like maybe people are missing somewhere but that doesn't mean that they they that's not what their intention is so yes yeah, so being open enough to 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 see how hard it is for people to achieve what they want to achieve as a person as a parent whatever you know but that their what the meaning is behind it is important to to acknowledge for sure thank you ladies ladies. we admire you so much thank Thank you. you i never talk that much about motherhood because i feel like i've not experienced it so you shouldn't be talking about what you don't know but i love what amy says about empathy and being empathetic of the process of others and i think that's something we can all use to more sense of. Mm-hmm. I think that we normally don't know what the other people are going through. Like what the girl at the grocery store, what your dad is going through. Mm-hmm. Like at the end of the day, like how we behave reflects so much of what we have inside that it can only be if it's that hard for you to understand someone that is yelling or that is going through a rough time. Can you imagine what they're going through inside? I don't know. I just think... We can all use so much more empathy and actually practice it because we don't usually do it. We don't do it. And also what to me is very interesting about this movie is to watch how every single character copes with loss in such a different way. Oh my God, yeah. And I think that's also a reflection of life to just embrace the fact that life comes with hard things. Mm. It does. And that is a true fact. We're going to experience losses throughout our lives. And I don't know, the support system, the ways in in which we ask or not ask for help, and the way in which each mother decides to actually deal with their children. And there's no right or wrong. I think that's what's beautiful about this movie. Every single person is just trying to do the best they can with Mm -hmm. what they have and with what they know. And, you know, just to, to watch such different ways of motherhood and to see they, they're both doing it from love and from what they can do. And the children are very different themselves. And just to be able to b- bring that space to every person. 
And it's, I feel like it's also an invitation to be observant. Mm -hmm. I Mm -hmm. think that to pay attention to the people that are close to us, to be aware of how we feel when someone says a certain word, like I feel we don't do the sport of observing that much Mm -hmm. of like we're observing maybe other things, but like to actually sit in a conversation and say, oh, this person used to show up way more. Mm -hmm. This person used Mm -hmm. to be louder. This person like just to actually observe. And I think a lot of motherhood for a lot of years is just observing your child. Yeah. And when you say observing is also observing everything that happens in the movie. To me, it was very interesting. As I said, I wasn't an anxious teenager. I was I was dealing with other stuff at the mm-hmm. moment. But to see how, for example, Evan Hansen in every single moment that has to do with like public speaking or all of these things that they, they make you do in school or people that are not like social butterflies, but that have to, you know, meet their teenage friends every day and like go to lunch and see where they're going to sit. It's a nightmare. And to actually be able to go inside that world and watch the, I don't know, the expression in his face, his body, his entire demeanor. Mm -hmm. It was so, so interesting. And it also just opened up an entire experience that I have not lived. That doesn't mean I don't get to be empathetic and to understand what people have to go through at some point. And I also think the movie questions like the actual system of like schools, right? Like we were talking about this in a conference we did of like, what happens to those kids that have social anxiety? What happens to the kids that That are not do public speaking and presentations? That cannot read, that are just, their brain just doesn't work like that. And like also being, creating this space as mothers, as sisters, as family to understand that like the measure that we've put on society of school does not work. It worked for you. But I was told my entire life I was an idiot, that I couldn't read. I didn't study the career that I wanted because I didn't think that I was able to write an essay. So it's like the things we say and the things we do and the things we put our children to. How we measure people. and like Yeah. And it's like some of one of the most beautiful things human beings have is like this beautiful individualistic thing that we are like we are all built differently we all have different characters and to imagine that we all get graded the same way just blows my mind yeah so i think this is just an open invitation we really celebrate like like this this, Mm -hmm. because it's what we would have liked to see while we were growing up it's what we'd like to recommend to our community to our families to our friends go and watch it discuss with your closest people talk about suicide ask hard questions this is the only way out we're gonna we're gonna leave on our caption on the episode and all of the streaming platforms our last episode about suicide that has so many um great content but also great resources and where you can reach for help if you're listening to this and something resonate we're gonna leave all the info here and you're not alone we're here yeah and also go to a a professional go to to a doctor this is mental health is a a real real serious issue yeah much love thank you for listening and we're i cannot believe amy adams was in my podcast we're doing our best with the second language so be patient with us if we did make bear with us a a couple of mistakes here and there do you feel weird talking in english to me no i think to the public more than to you like we sometimes talk in english but it's usually spanish yes (laughs) with just some gracias here and there (laughs) thank Thank you. you Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.